0: Today for Song of the Soul, we are joined by Blue O'Connell, singer and songwriter behind the recently released CD, Choose the Sky. That CD title implies much about Blue, maybe even her name. There's much that is powerful and unique about Blue, but certainly one of the most startling points is that Blue has been profoundly deaf for around half of her life, a limitation which she has transcended through sheer talent and determination, aided by hearing aids, and more recently, a cochlear implant. Get ready for beauty and inspiration as Blue O'Connell joins us from Charlottesville, Virginia. Blue, I'm pleased to have you here today for Song of the Soul.
3: Oh, I'm I'm so glad to talk with you today. Thanks a lot.
0: Straighten me out on something. You've been at various periods in your life profoundly deaf. So were you doing a radio show when you were actually classified as deaf?
3: Yes. At that time, I still had only one hearing aid as youth progressed. My hearing got worse, and I eventually had to get a cochlear implant. That happened like three years ago. But with the cochlear implant and my hearing aid, I function pretty much like a regular, normal hearing person. It's just that I have a little bit more technology that I deal with than most people. Like I was telling you earlier about the telecoil on my hearing aid, and there's all kind of Bluetooth devices I have and things like that makes it kind of interesting to be par <laughs>
0: Are you a technically oriented person, one who always likes to get the newest electronic toy when it comes out?
3: Well, it's funny because when I was growing up in the 60s my mom became a computer programmer and my stepfather was systems analyst and In high school, I really resisted computers, and I really thought that they were the root of evil, you know, just computer technology and everything. And then in the early 90s, I decided to get a computer just to play games and write letters or something. Something happened. I loaded on some software. This was back in the days of DOS. Well, I loaded a program on, and I realized I didn't want that program, and I didn't know how to take it off. So I decided I would delete all the files that had that date of today. It took me three days to fix it, but it was in that process that I realized I kind of liked it. It was fun to work out those problems, and I realized I had a a knack for computer and technology and those things, and people think that music is all about creativity, and it is, but there are technical aspects of it, so they are very much go together, I think.
0: What have you done professionally in your life? What kind of work for income?
3: Oh, I've had lots of different kinds of jobs. For years, i worked at the University of Virginia doing administrative assistant type jobs. But I also did restaurant work. I did dishwashing. I did waitressing. I worked in a mailroom in a hospital. I did a lot of jobs. But now what I do, I'm a therapeutic musician. I went and I got a certification. I'm called a certified music practitioner, and I went to a school called the Music for Healing and Transition Program, and I learned about ways to play music for people in a hospital setting at the bedside, that caters to various medical conditions. Lots of times I play in ICU for patients and their heart rate might be really high because of their pain level and anxiety. So I might play something at a tempo between 50 to 70 beats per minute, which is the heart at rest, over a prolonged period and eventually their heart rate slows down and sometimes they fall asleep. At least that's the goal. But I also have a job, and I work with young adults who have intellectual disabilities like autism and things like that, and we do sing-alongs. And I work in elderly homes doing sing-alongs, too.
0: And how has this dovetailed with your loss of hearing? I understand your hearing was pretty normal up into your 20s. Is that right?
3: Well, when I was in high school... When I would get tested, it's cool. They said that I had a healing loss, but they never told my parents that I didn't either because I just didn't think, you know, anything about it. So it started to show up in my 20s. It was around the time I started working full-time. People started to say to me, you know, unless you look at me, unless I'm facing you, you don't hear what I say, you don't hear me. So around... At the time I was about 21 or 22, I had mono, which was a very high fever, too. For, for a few weeks, I was really ill, and it was after that time that I discovered that I had a very severe loss. I had a music friend. He went to Northwestern University. He had written a new composition on his keyboard, and he invited me over to listen to it. So I waited for what seemed like a really long time, and I finally said, well, when are you going to play me this piece? He said, I did. Didn't you hear anything? And I didn't hear it. I didn't hear any music at all. So that was how I learned I had a severe loss. And from there, I got tested and got the hearing aid, and that was sort of the journey that started off with major hearing loss in my life. But it never stopped me from doing what I wanted to do. I always knew that I wanted to be in music, and it never occurred to me to quit or anything. But it did present some challenges. Like, I could be up there playing on the stage and get down, and people start talking to me, and I don't understand them. <laughs> so people wonder how it is I could play music, but I can't have conversations. So that's a interesting thing to be faced with.
0: Well, let's give some samples to our listeners for today's Song of Soul to give them an idea what kind of music you do make. What do you want to share for your Song of the Soul?
3: In addition, I am a songwriter, and I do have a CD that just came out this past August. The songs on the CD range from 1989 all the way into recent. And all my songs are inspired mostly by nature. I am inspired by being outside, and being connected to nature. And I guess I would like to start off with the title song, which is called Choose the Sky. That song was inspired by the feeling, I'm sure most of us have had this feeling, where I was driving on the highway in the middle of nowhere on a highway out west way out there this was before cell phones or anything there was no way to feel connected to anything and it was kind of a scary feeling but at the same time kind of that awesome feeling of like wow you're just you in the world at this time something was going on and I was lost in thought and I looked up at the sky this was in Arizona and it was so beautiful that I was so inspired that it changed my whole perspective you know and so the sky became sort of a metaphor of it's always changing and it's always said to you. On one side of the sky it would be beautiful blue and I look in another corner and there's all these clouds. When I came up with it as the title of the CD, I got the idea of when I was a child in Chicago I used to collect these buttons at Avis Rent-A-Car that said, we try harder in all different languages, and I really liked having other translations. So I wanted to get to sky Sky translated in different languages, and it was very interesting to me because I knew all of the people who spoke these native languages, so when they translated it for me, it had a different meaning in their own language. For example, in Japanese, they translated it to mean advanced unobstructed or in Norwegian it meant elect the heavens or Chinese it meant to them reach for the stars so I wasn't thinking these things when I wrote that song but I really liked it that it meant all those things to different people
0: The song is Choose the Sky and it's by Blue O'Connell here today with us for Song of the Soul
2: Sometimes we lead a little space Choose the sky Choose the sky It's bigger than you Take in the view And maybe there will be some clouds But they will pass Nothing lasts It changes you Sometimes I get lost inside So if you need a little space, choose the sky, choose the sky. The sun
1: will rain if you do.
0: Choose the Sky by Blue O'Connell. Her website is blueoconnell.com, and her latest CD, or her first CD, I guess, is Choose the Sky. It's just out this past year, although the songs, as you said, Blue, they date all the way back to the 90s. Did you go into the studio and record them along the way? Are we hearing you historically as well as songs that are from your past?
3: Yeah, what happened was the last recording I did was only a cassette and that was back in 1993. But all along the way, I had other songs that I didn't record. Either I didn't record on that recording or... I wrote it and it never got recorded. And so based on my performances, people would always ask, oh, don't you have that song recorded? And so I kept note of the songs that people noticed that I wanted to record. And so I started the recording to the sky in 2006. And so there's a couple on there that I left. In a way, they're interesting because you can tell from the sound of them that my voice is different because of that was before I had my cochlear implant, and I didn't sing as clearly, and the sound of my voice is very different from after my surgery so one of those songs was one called once I was the Wind, I used to be in an improvisational theater group that's called Playback theater. What they did was audience members would come up on the stage and they would tell a story from their life, and they would choose from the actress on the stage to play a part in that story. So it didn't have to be a person, it could have been anything, just something that was important to tell this story. And my favorite part I ever played was that of the wind in a story. You know, to play the wind, you have know, to be light and free and spontaneous. And during that time in my life, I didn't feel that way very often. So it was such a good feeling that I wrote this song, Once I Was the Wind.
2: Once I was the wind, I was free, embracing the changes. And even exchanges. And it felt so good, German. My mind was free from the usual chatter. Nothing seemed to matter. Just the feeling inside me. I had forgotten the world had pretending and all the changes. And it felt so soft and light.
0: again blue o'connell singing her song once i was the wind she got to be the wind once and got to be free you said at that time blue though that you weren't feeling very free and breezy i guess how does that compare to now are you breezing along pretty well now
3: yeah i think so i think that i tended to just get too much in my head about things and sometimes people We go about life trying to pursue happiness, but what we're really doing is pursuing momentary pleasure. So there might be things that make you happy for five minutes or for a a day or so, but really it's not long-lasting happiness. And I think what I've found as I've grown older is the things that bring peace of mind and serenity and long-lasting happiness. I wouldn't say that I'm a Buddhist but I am kind of, I mean, I do follow what they say more than any other path. Uh, but it's about being present and being in the moment, and the song, Once I Was the win was really about that, just a time when you were just so present in the moment that you weren't thinking about the past or worrying about the future. I think that's what helped me a lot is Buddhist philosophy of being present in the moment. I think that that probably brings me to the next song, actually, because I've always been kind of a seeker, and always left a different spiritual path. Once somebody called me a cosmic hobo, which I I just I wasn't raised with any religion. I didn't go to church as a child, even though I felt kind of left out in a way on Sunday because I would hear the church bells and ringing on Sunday, and I, I sensed that there was something missing from my life. And sometimes I wish that I had a church to go to regularly, but mostly I enjoy singing in churches and visiting churches and learning about different dates and tasks, but I never felt like I wanted to pick one. But my song that I wanted to sing for you today is called, How Will I Know? That was about a little retreat that I went to. When I was younger, I had a lot of resistance to being part of a spiritual group because it felt like people wanted to be perfect or wanted to be pure. I thought that that meant that I would had to give up my dark side of life and that I had to be perfect and pure. I could never make a mistake again. And It just felt like part of life is the darkness and the light. And All the religious parables are about how to find the light in the darkest days and It feels like you can't have light without darkness. But then my friends would say, well, maybe that's not what it's about. Maybe it's more about being able to see more positive things in people and not being reacting to the world and being able to respond from a more centered place. And I said, well, how would I know? People talk about being blessed or being enlightened, and how would I know if I were blessed or enlightened? And how would my life look different? Maybe I already am there I don't know So this town How Will I Know Asks those questions
2: What is the change I seek to be A flowering seed A wisdom tree How will I know If what I ask for is now mine Will I then see with the eyes of the divine How will I know when I've been blessed Will I love more deeply? sing in the dark And I am ready For the sun to shine And humankind For my life to be in The hands of the divine To be kind To be whole To be present to all Everywhere that I go To let go
0: Today, to Blue O'Connell. Her website is blueoconnell.com. She's here for Song of the Soul. This is Song of the Soul, which is a Northern Spirit radio production. I'm your host, Mark Helpsmeet. And our website is northernspiritradio.org. And here's Blue O'Connell sharing her spirit with us today. I think the intro that you gave to that song, Blue, was perfect. It it touched on so many things. I am curious about one thing. You said that you basically follow Buddhist processes, uh, Buddhist beliefs, Buddhist practices, but you wouldn't call yourself a Buddhist. Is that because you stay, want, want to stay free like the wind, that you don't want to be named, labeled as a Buddhist?
3: Oh, that's a good question. You know, I think you're probably right about that, because though I follow that mostly, to actually take the vow or take the promise, I guess I would feel hemmed in, like, oh, now I can't explore something else. Maybe I am more like the one I want to be free and explore.
0: Well, I'm certainly fine with it, and you don't need my permission for anything. I'm wondering if that holds you back from any particular depth. I'm wondering if it's a little bit like grazing across the salad bar instead of choosing out an entree that you want to eat. I'm sure you've had those questions one way or another.
3: Well, what I enjoy, I think what I enjoy about music is also what I enjoy about spiritual teaching is I enjoy the diversity of people that I meet. For example, I play in a Mennonite church once a month, and there are Wednesday Thursday. I really enjoy that the music is just so beautiful. But I'm not a Mennonite, and <laughs> nor do I want to be. But I really enjoy worshiping with them every month. And at in a Methodist church, and every year there's at a Baptist church. They have some kind of something called a inspiration where we do hymns all night long. And I love to sing hymns. And so I'm going to be singing at Unity Church this month. And I really enjoy learning about all the different paths and being part of them. But I guess to make a commitment to go to one, I guess it would feel like I would be no longer free to explore.
0: In other words, it would be a little bit like trying to put God in a box or putting the mystery in a box.
3: Yeah, I think so. I think so. What I've come to see also, and this goes back to my CD and the themes that are in it, is the mystery. I think that I really like to embrace the mystery because I feel like if I were to choose one path, then I'm told what to do and I can't ask the question, this is what I think in my mind. I don't know if it's true. I don't want to know the answer. I think that... We're not living a mystery to find out the answer. We want to be in a mystery to enjoy that feeling of expansion and a sense of adventure. Part of what I'm saying is I when I came to Charlottesville, I was asked to go to a gathering as a mystery guest. And I love that because it felt like it gave me a name for what I feel I always was. I felt like an outsider. The older I get, the more I see that this is a very universal feeling. Quite often, we feel an outsider, like maybe we're new in town, or we're the oldest one in the group, or the only woman, or it's for some reason we don't feel that we belong. So when I was younger, I felt like an outsider in more of a negative way. But as I got older, instead of being an outsider, I'm a guest, a mystery guest, and I'm welcome but people just don't know everything about me. So that's what I like about going to all these groups and things, is I can drift in and drift out and learn something from them and hopefully bring something to their circle. I wanted to go to this song called The Mystery Song that I wrote for that time when I was invited to be the mystery guest.
0: Well, if that's where you want to go, that's where we will go. Mystery Song, Blue O'Connell.
2: I am the darkness. I am the light. I am the mystery in you and me.
0: she was invited to be the mystery guest. It's on her CD, Choose the Sky. You can find the link by following it from NorthernSpiritRadio.org, my site. Or if you know how to spell Blue O'Connell, you can go straight to her site. This is a Northern Spirit Radio production, website NorthernSpiritRadio.org, and I'm Mark Helpsmeet, your host for Song of the Soul. Come to the site to listen to all of our archives, find links to our guests, and provide comments and feedback. I wanted to ask you, by the way, Blue, where did you get that name Blue, or were your parents just fixated that, you know, this was supposed to be a boy, so we said it was going to be blue, but then it turned out to be a female?
3: Oh, there's lots of stories about it. My favorite one is that I was born on a blue moon. But (laughs) I like that one, too, because people think that I'm younger than I am, so I, I feel like it relates because I was born on a blue moon, that means I only age on a blue moon. But no, but no, that's not it. Actually, back in 1989, we're back to that magical year where lots of things changed. I went to a place called Omega Institute, and that is a holistic retreat center in upstate New York. So I was working there one summer, and a friend of mine said something about how she wanted to change her name to Faith. And I said, yeah, and I'm blue. And it was sort of a random thing, but then I did have a reason for it. And the reason was that the cochlear system, the color of the throat is blue, like the singer of blue. So I experimented with going by that nickname, and it was just an experiment for the summer. What would happen if I called myself by this name? Partly, my first name is actually Renee, and I love that name. It's a beautiful name. I love that it means "be born," but people just couldn't remember it. They would always ask me when I was a child. Oh, is your name Rachel or fan, or what's your name? So when I started experimenting by going by blue, nobody ever forgot that name. And I thought it would also draw to people, say, hmm, who is this blue O'Connor? Sort of go along with that mystery kind of person. Who is this? Is it a man or a woman? Or maybe that would make them pay attention and come and see me play.
0: Well, I think it's a perfectly good name, though. If I was going to choose a color for a name, I'd go for purple myself. It just happens to be my favorite. I actually did choose my own name. Helps Meet is the name my wife and I took when we got married. And when we did that, although she still commonly goes by Sandra, her first name legally now is Alethea, which is part of her spirit quest name that she got along the way. So it's a really powerful thing to do, to choose a name, to choose yourself, to name yourself, and we do that far too little in our society, I think.
3: Yes, I've known other people who have named themselves as well, and they feel that way too, that they felt in a sense of empowerment by doing that. Mm-hmm.
0: Well, we need to get some more of your music on the air, so what would you like to share next for Song of the Soul?
3: Oh, yeah, I was thinking about this other song. It's an older song that I wrote, another one back in 1989. It's really funny that it seems to be back here again. But I went to a music seminar in New York City by a teacher named Robert Fripp. At the time, he was teaching something called guitar craft, and this was where we would tune the guitars in an open tuning. Those of you who play the guitar out there, you would know what I'm talking about. Open tuning is where when you drum the strings, it makes a chord without having to fret. So I was in a beginner's class. There was about 30 people in the class, and he was kind of an Eastern mystic kind of teacher, meaning that he would give us lessons and then walk out of the room and we were expected to come up with answers to his questions. So one day he walked in the room, it was a Wednesday, and said, by Friday we have to come up with some music to play in this concert. And he walked out. At the time, you know, none of us had any repertoire and this new tuning and none of us could play very well at all. People were kind of panicked in the fact one guy was even almost crying because, you know, he couldn't figure well, out what are we were going to do. So finally, he walked back in the room and said, well, what have you decided to come up with for Friday? And one of the students said, oh, I don't know. How are we supposed to come up with music for this concert? We don't know any music in this tuning. And his answer was, sit in the silence and wait for the music to come. And we were dismissed, and so that was it. So, I did what you said. I went to my room, and I sat in the silence, I brought up my guitar, and the song came to me. And I didn't record it for all these years because it was an a different tuning, and it was in steel string, and I play nylon string now. But last year, I got it out, and I redid it. And I made it with a partial cable and a regular cable, and it emulated the sound of an open tuning. And so, this is the song that we played. It's called Let the Music Come.
2: Sitting in silence in my little room Waiting for the music to come I cannot force it to come too soon As you know I gotta wait Let the music come to me When the music will come But I know it's gonna be here sometime I cannot tell where the music comes from But you know I wanna be there Yeah, I wanna be there As both and whim outside my window spun around a winter's limb waiting in the wind and the music weaves a thread outside the mystery and it comes back to me Keep the music closed
0: it come and fortunately for blue o'connell it did come and they had something to perform at the end of the week i guess that's fortunate if nothing had come would you have been comfortable playing a bunch of silence Hmm. how's that for a deep philosophical question oh yeah i'm used to listening to the silence because i'm a quaker and that's what we do that's our worship we go into the silence and sit and listen In some ways, I think there's a tremendous resemblance between being involved in music and being involved in silence that way. Is that one of the places that you've explored as you've gone across the spiritual landscape of the world?
3: Oh, yes, definitely. I definitely believe in the silence, too, and listening to silence. And I can't tell you how many times something would be in my mind and I would just take a walk outside in the woods and be in the silence and an answer would come to me. I really do feel like the silence and nature has been a really big part of my spiritual path. And a lot of my songs on the CD are Nature Influence. That did make me think about one. This one is instrumental. And this one came to me from being in the silence out in the backyard. I live in a wooded area. The sun was starting to go down. And around that time is when the owls usually come out. And I love owls, and so every time I'm out somewhere where the sun is going down, I look up to see if I can see. Maybe they're on the telephone wire or up in the trees. So this one night, there was a small owl perched on one of the branches, and I stood in the silence and watched it for a long time. And then a bigger owl came out and started flying, and it flew together in the woods, and it inspired this piece, which is called Owl's Dream. It's actually being used in a video now called Miracles of Sound, and it commemorates the pioneers of cochlear implants who were implanted back in the mid-80s before FDA regulation.
0: Song of the Soul. You're listening to Blue O'Connell, and that was her song, Owl's Dream. Now, again, I I kind of wonder how this went. Since you are your hearing loss was so extreme, you had hearing aids along the way that always made you functional in the world, although obviously your speech is a little bit different than if you had been fully hearing all along the way. And I think I noticed on some of the songs that your diction now is much clearer. Is that because the cochlear implants work better than just a hearing aid or the combination works well together? How is it that that works?
3: Yes, definitely so. A cochlear implant is much more of a speech processor. For example, I have uh, different programs on it that if I'm in a noisy environment, I could switch that on, and it filters out some of the noise and it focuses on the voice, on the speech. So I think of it like a guitar tuner where you could be in a noisy room and it only hears the vibration of the note of the guitar, and so you can tune it in a noisy room. It's almost like how my technology works. So it's not perfect, and I still have to focus, but it allows me to hear different frequencies that I wasn't able to hear before. And a lot of my speech was cut off on consonants, which were higher pitches, I didn't hear them before, and so I didn't realize my speech was garbled or that I had a list for years. I was in my 30s before. I, I was practicing for a part in a play, and I stood in front of the mirror, and I saw the way I spoke, and I was like, wow, I didn't even know this about myself. But it was because I couldn't hear myself either. But they say for someone with the loss that I have, I'm what's called bimodal, which means that I have a hearing aid and a cochlear implant. If I had two cochlear implants, I would be what they call bilateral. So there's all this terminology. It's kind of neat because what could have been a devastating thing to happen to a musician to have such a severe hearing loss has actually become kind of an interesting life because they also travel around and I do, I'm a research subject in cochlear implant labs around the country. I went to Northwestern and Arizona State University, and I'm going to Vanderbilt in May. So what they do is they test me in different circumstances to continue to help improve the quality of cochlear implants because a lot of people who are, by the time they're deafened to this degree, they're either elderly or they might have a mobility issue too or they don't travel around as much. So because I'm younger and mobile and everything, it's a good opportunity for them to learn from me and I also have a high level of musical skills, which is unusual for someone with a cochlear implant. I had an interesting life, and sometimes i thought, do I wish it didn't happen to me? And I can't say, because I've, I've actually enjoyed a lot of the experiences I've had as a result of this experience.
0: Time for one more song. What do we want to end up your song of the soul with?
3: Well, I decided that I would do something from my old recording, my first recording, which is called "Line to Change, which was made back in 1993, and the song that was the most requested from that is called River Runs it Through. It's kind of about the creative process, because I'm sure many of us out there had written a poem or written a song or done something, but after they were done with it, they thought, oh. I would never use that, that's just stupid, or I just don't like it, and that was how I felt about this song. I used to go walking down to this river all the time, and one day I wrote this song, I got home, and I just thought, oh, that was kind of dumb, and I don't like it, and I put it away in a drawer, but then that night I had a dream, and in the dream, I was playing for a really big outside festival, and as soon as I made the first introduction chord to that song... The audience has spoken to an applause, like, you know, like if Bob Dylan played the chord to All Along the Watchtower or something. Like everybody knew the song already. In the dream, I had words on a paper on the ground, and they kind of blew away, but it didn't matter. They were just going crazy. They just loved the song. So I woke up that morning and I thought, hmm, I wonder, I guess I should keep that song around. And it's the most requested song from that recording, and it's called River Runs Through.
2: That runs through all things. It flows through you and it flows through me. The water washes.
0: song today for Blue O'Connell's Song of the Soul, River Runs Through. Her website is blueoconnell.com. She's been sharing her Song of the Soul today. That is a very pretty song. I really like that one, Blue. Throughout your music, I see the signs of your continuous spiritual seeking. It's a beautiful process to see unfold.
3: I really appreciate you having me on today. I really enjoyed talking about my songs and spirituality with you, and it's a wonderful program that you do. so
0: good to have you here. Thanks for joining me for Song of the Soul. The theme music for Song of the Soul is by Chris Williamson, and it's called Song of the Soul. My name is Mark Helpsmeet, and this is a Northern Spirit Radio production. You can listen to this program again. Track down the list of songs included, and a whole lot more, on my website, northernspiritradio.org. And I invite you to share your Song of the Soul with my listeners. Just contact me via my website. And please, join me weekly for Song of the Soul.
1: You can be happy, let in the
2: light it will heal you. And you can feel you and sing out a
1: Song of the Soul.